0: Will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches in PR and marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. As a business owner, resilience is one of the key skills that you need to have. You get knocked down, you get back up again. Today, I'm chatting with Ness Burke, founder of The Find Boutique, a ladies boutique based in West Yorkshire, but operating globally. And we are going to chat all about startup challenges, resilience, getting knocked down and getting back up again. Ness, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to having chats. chat. Well, we were chatting a little bit before we recording, and you're a bit of a jack of all trades and how how you got into this. Talk to me a little bit about how The Find came about.
1: So I would always say, I'm aware that lots of people will always say that, but I've always loved fashion. Back from in my uni days, working for warehouse, working up to their management level, then my career took a different direction, working in radio and live technology for events worldwide. But fashion was always at my roots. It was always at my heart. I'd have like a handful of boutiques that I would
0: visit whenever I was at home. So you started The Find in 2022, but that wasn't your first rodeo in terms of a clothing business. Talk to me a little bit about what you were doing, with what kind of brand you were working on beforehand and what fashion business you had beforehand.
1: Yeah, so I first opened in March 2016, which was a huge success and under a different brand um, with the help of another person who'd been in business for well over, coming up to like 10 years. And she wanted to extend well, this is my opportunity rather than me put it in touch with anybody else, which is what I was looking at, at first. Uh, I thought I will jump in two feet and do it. And I absolutely loved it. And within nine months I'd moved in onto the main high street in Brighouse and then COVID happened. <laughs> and yeah. things took a different, slightly different direction. Actually before that, uh, the aim from my success, the aim was to make the brand a franchise, but unfortunately that didn't work. During that time I did just try and take on one of those franchises with a two-year-old and four-month-old in tow. And I quickly realised, regardless of the two little ones in tow, that franchise wasn't going to flourish. So then COVID happened. I decided to relocate still under my previous brand um, and I put the business into my garden, which was a pretty big deal for me as I've always been fiercely private. My staff didn't actually even know where I lived prior to COVID. So I went from not having the staff know to the customers now coming to my shop in my garden. But but that was the outcome of COVID. Yeah, Uh, And as much as I'm a huge believer in the high street, shopping habits changed and I needed to streamline the business to work for me rather than working for it a little bit more after, you know, I'd set up, obviously that was in, uh, started in 16 and this was now 22. And obviously I'd taken on quite a lot in those, short years and i'd done a few changes you know i'd moved premises had two children quite quickly and then obviously covid happened and that forced the hand really that the business model that i was working with wasn't going to continue so we parted amicably and then the find was born so that's
0: we first met at a bonfire (laughs) later last year and one of the things you know we were chatting a little bit about the business and you had mentioned to me that you know you set up the new business and you still had your social media, you know, you rebranded your social media, yeah. but you lost all your followers. You had a big following on social media. Yeah. So I
1: was nearing that whole 10K
0: that was like the pinnacle, you know, that
1: as was. I mean, there were none of this reels, so they weren't around at that point, I don't think. It was all about hitting that 10K. And unfortunately, within 48 hours of me rebranding, which due to the nature of changing the name, I didn't have very long to announce the new name. And within 48 hours of launching the name, I was hacked. And not only was I hacked, but I was also threatened with emails and WhatsApp messages, but asking for money and this, that and the other, and eventually lost the account completely. I never actually gained access again from it, which was, to say was hard, was a huge challenge. I mean, I really felt like giving in the towel at that point. Um, giving in the towel, throwing in the towel, whatever you
0: yeah.
1: say. <laughs> <laughs> but the socials are a monopoly. And despite my greatest efforts, I mean, I have got some strong pools in the social media world. You know, friends of friends who work in high places did nothing. They really are a monopoly and they know they've got the monopoly, you know, and
0: and I like to rise to a challenge. <laughs> so, yeah. So you had to, you're starting the new brand you're starting, you know we're still in from the middle of that, really you you're starting you had to start your socials from scratch as well. Yeah. Um, had you built an email list that you still had, or was yes. that?
1: Yeah, so I did have an email list, and fortunately, Facebook is my number one. so I think as much as Instagram, I think you know, I think for me, it was just a turbulent time of like business was changing, the model had changed, it was a rebrand. So then to lose a little bit of your opportunity of marketing and we were in that whole COVID bubble. So it felt like, you know, you didn't have any footfall even though I decided to move away from that anyway. It was like, ah, is that like 50% of my business? You know, when you look at it, Facebook, Instagram, I'm not sure TikTok was banging around at that point, but then I sat back and exactly what you said was like, well, actually, I've got a newsletter. I've got an email list. I've got Facebook. That's my number one poll. If it happened on Facebook, I might have felt w- even worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we thinking about. And yeah, so I thought, do you know what? I'm going to rise to this challenge and I'll just set back up. And then I guess from a business perspective, that was really hard because starting, working with those algorithms, knowing, you know, COVID, and I hate saying it, but I know a lot of people are in the same boat, was a really good time for me as a business. So for them to be pushed down by losing your Instagram account was like, oh God, right, you know, but you know how good it can be. So I threw myself straight back into my brand. And I thought this is a time for me to really, you know, make it work now. I always think things do happen for a reason. I'm not saying that that happened for a reason, but I do believe that it gave me a clean slate in some respects. I don't think I would have, taking it again you know given the chance i would have just continued um, and and it does then make you think uh, there were times where i was like and i i guess i still probably feel it where i look at it and go oh i've still only got you know x amount of followers and it doesn't matter how many times someone says to you it doesn't matter it's quality not quantity you still feel like that's a defeat and you're like shall i just concentrate my efforts there instead of there but then if you don't concentrate at all on there it'll never grow
0: yeah uh, And where do you, are most people finding you through Facebook then? Yes. And do you think, is that through ads? Is it organically? Where do you concentrate your marketing evidence? Yeah. Yeah, now. So I dabbled all the
1: way through sort of COVID, learning about, well, trying to learn about social media. I mean, it's just ever evolving, isn't it? And I think it got to a point where you can spend so much time, but actually it's better to hand it over to, someone else um so yeah
0: ads are, are my main uh, it's through fake, it's through facebook that people find you. Yeah.
1: instagram i would say is is coming through but i think during that time when you i'm rebuilding that was you know it was a tough time because you just don't get seen because you're starting from scratch
0: yeah it's quite hard
1: and you and i still feel like it's not growing you know pr- when i was growing you could see that rapid rate whereas now i try and well you can't not, but <laughs> <I> <laughs> have to concentrate on it.
0: <laughs> and where would you say outside of ads and what's been your best return on investment from what you're putting in yourself, what is giving you the money, the customer, the following back? Yeah, well,
1: I would definitely say, I mean, my newsletters are 100% always worth. I mean, I've done that right from the day I opened. So I would always say that was like, I'd always put my efforts into that. I've always been a huge believer in fashion shows, but I wouldn't always say that they are a huge return on investment. You can't guarantee it. When that happened, actually, incidentally, when I did get hacked, I'd sort of stopped doing fashion shows. I did fashion shows hugely when I first opened locally, and then i stopped just because they're massive effort and... You know, you've got to think about your outlay of what stuff you need, et cetera, et cetera. But actually, I went back to my roots and I started doing them again because I thought, you know, I need to get my name back out there. And I'm now the find, And that really has paid off dividends. You know, going back to something that five years previously, you know, I'd I'd forgotten about almost because I sort of thought I've done that. I've been there, done that. Um, But actually, I realized that I had to go back and shout about it. So that, you know, they, and they do, I think if you cherry pick, then, you know, you can get the right ones and they, you, they have to work for you, but the return on investment on those is, is fabulous. You know, it is, it is worthwhile. I've got some great models that model for me. So I'm really lucky that I've got quite a good community around me that really cheerleader me.
0: And 2023 has been a tough year for a lot of businesses. How has it been for you? How have you managed to get through it? Yeah
1: it has been tough. I think business has changed, shopping habits have changed and all the noise in the media which don't get me wrong, you know, it's not pleasant, you know, the you know life isn't easy, is it? Um doesn't matter where you are, but as a business owner, I think you've got to just stick to, you know, you've got to have grit and determination and it, it's funny I've always said you don't shy away from your numbers. I'm allergic to numbers. That's why I listen to your podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but you need that. And I think more than ever, when business is tough, you really, really need that. And also I think for me, one of the things that I probably shied away from was getting rid of dead stock. You know, don't, don't shy away from that. You know, you need, you need the good stock to keep you continue, you know, to continue, but don't shy away from getting rid of the, of the, of the bad, you know, you will never buy 100% right. No, um, you
0: Buy a dud every now and again or just exactly. something it's just, or... It's just better to just get rid.
1: For me, my lives have been just going back on what you were saying on return on investment. For me, I mean, I started, God, started doing lives right at the beginning of COVID in my shop on the high street. It was like prices talks, you know, how? what's the quickest outlay to let my customers know that we need to reduced staff and reduced days before the government obviously stepped in and I was like oh my god it's gonna have I'm gonna have to do a live and if anyone's had a baby you'll know I'd had my second child I was feeling very unglamorous not confident whatsoever and I was so nervous and I remember thinking I just want to have a gin while I do this (laughs) but then I never looked back that was it that was the start of my lives and I know I've jumped around there, but on return on investment, those lives for me now are part of my makeup, you know. And to how often are you going live? Well, I would say too often, but <laughs> I've decided that actually people don't, you know, as much as you feel like you're, you know, vomiting over everyone constantly, which is true. I know it's awful that word, but it's so true. It's like, oh God, am I repulsing everyone? Because I'm on there all the time but actually people don't see it. You know what it's like? You go on your story, you go you miss it. You know, yeah. you been on it, you you miss it. I do one, I do a weekly drop, so I do one every Wednesday without fail, which my mum now joins me on, which is a bit of a new introduction. I wouldn't say it's new probably anymore, but she's definitely now found her face as part of the brand, which is brilliant. It just gives a new dimension on the brand. It's funny, isn't it, the whole live situation. When you see the return on investment from those lives it makes you want to do them more. But actually the thought of doing a live, I think everyone thinks that I'm really happy and enjoy doing them, which it's not that I don't enjoy doing them. Don't get me wrong, but it's not something I would probably have choose to do.
0: It's something you've know, yourself up for and just get in the framework. Yeah, of- absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: And when you've not done one for a while, you're like, oh God, I've got to get back. Oh. <laughs> but actually then you get in the swing of it and it's it's totally fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not a news presenter. <laughs>
0: And you mentioned there about kind of clearing that dead stock. How do you manage your promotions and your markdown? Is it something that you look at? uh, You know, do you have set times within your calendar or?
1: Yeah, my my customers are are a a bit too clued up now on when things happen. (laughs) Uh, But that's also quite good. It's annoying. But I guess on, on the flip side of that, the attraction of new customers means that that keeps that steady flow rather than swimming in the same fishbowl. So as much as my loyal customers know the drill and, you know, pretty much around the money. Sometimes I change it up a little bit because of seasonality. You know, like you mentioned, 2023 has not been an easy year. I've made mistakes, you know, I, I'm and I'm quite open. I think that's the biggest thing as a business owner. You need to be able to say, you know, I made that mistake, hands up and just learn from it and move on from it quickly because if it festers you know, that's when you start sliding down a bit of a slippery slope.
0: Are you ready to scale your e-commerce store? Want to do it without having to wear yet another hat and become a digital marketing expert? This episode is brought to you by Neon Digital Clicks, the paid traffic partner for family and women's e-commerce brands wanting to scale their stores from five-figure to six-figure months using Meta, Google and Clavio marketing services. Neon is offering listeners a free scaling audit worth £3,000. So whether your sales have plateaued or you're looking for growth, this is a great opportunity to lift the lid on your business and identify where the opportunities are hiding. Head to scalingglow.com to discover just how much revenue you could scale your store to this year. Oh, I 100% agree. I think as one of the things that we would have done really well in corporate is if something's a dud or, yeah. like, you know, you can't, yes, there is an emotion to it because you bought yeah. the store, and it's you yeah. know, particularly when it's your own brand, it's your money. And if you're reducing yeah. your profit, you're losing. But you're better to get something for it than having yeah. to Nothing. mark it down further on when it's either out of season or really yeah. like fashion or yeah. you know, or everyone's bought something similar, so they don't need it anymore. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So it, you know, it is. It's, it's definitely best to kind of move on and move on from that. With your lives, have you done any live streaming yet? So I know that you said so as in live shopping and, or TikTok. Have you looked into that? <laughs>
1: No, I've got one of the girls who works for me is in her twenties. So she is down with the TikTok and I sort of let her give me feedback. I'm on TikTok, I would say. I wouldn't say I'm actively working it. Yeah. When I looked into it last, we sort of decided that it probably heard that it can actually, you lose a lot of money doing it. I am not the person to be asking on this. I think for me, I'm looking for less. 2023 has been peaks, troughs, peaks, troughs and a little bit more stability and just focusing on what works rather than taking, you know, you probably can gather I'm a bit of a risk taker and I also wear those glasses far too often, which isn't a bad thing, but also you need to be aware of like, you've got to be aware of your numbers. So in that respect, I think I'm never a no, I will always try something, but for me, if I can get something working and sort of working right I think with things like Instagram at the minute you know it's like all these trends with reels and everything else you feel like you're constantly having to keep up to the mark so then to bring in another dimension of another thing you know my sort of idea is I still want to get. I'm still aware that Pinterest is there and it's still got it that can still have some impact and that was meant to be my 2022 2023 idea but actually it's going to move into 2024 <laughs> so yeah as much as TikTok yeah I feel like if you're going to jump on that bandwagon you've got to have, go the, time to have, have
0: the time to invest
1: time. yeah it's and right. go full bottle to make it work I might be wrong someone in the socials world might tell me different but
0: well I think you probably should be able to when you're doing your lives live stream to so many followers I think
1: a thousand. Oh, there you go I need to get yeah. to a thousand I'm clearly yeah. not
0: I wouldn't even know how many I'm
1: on. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, actually even advertised it. If I'm honest, it's just, it's just there. So I'm not, I yeah. haven't given it any, any airtime. I need to. I've just sort of said, just you run, run that. Post what you think. <laughs> well, I think probably there's more.
0: Even I think there's, there's apps now that you can get that you can do live shopping. It doesn't have to be through TikTok. Oh really? So, yeah. So it might be something you know, so that while you're doing your uh, Instagram lives, that people can physically buy yeah. from rather than having to go I on really the website do
1: that. it's very funny I keep thinking I had a conversation actually at, at, over Christmas with someone and she was like yeah you, need, you know you need to go down that whole QVC style and I'm like yeah, yeah. see that's what it is really isn't it the whole yeah.
0: thing and it's, it's just an extension of the lives that you're doing that yeah. is making it easier for the customer to purchase from the live rather than yeah. having then go online find the item yeah and, you know and, and and buy it and When it is difficult, how do you motivate yourself?
1: How do I, yeah, I listen to lots of podcasts. I 100%. I, it's something I've really found. I've always read personal development books. I've always been interested in that. It's always been something huge for me. And, you know, I mentioned I've got roasted into glasses. I really have, but I've also been bitten by that and quite heavily. So I think you learn from that. I love a challenge, I would say I definitely am ambitious, but I think you've got to have grit and determination and your effort will pay off in the end. I think for me, the business is a baby. And when I say that, you know, people always say to you, you know, I'm like, it's my third child because it needs nurturing. It needs looking after, it needs feeding. You take your eye off the ball, it will go a bit wild. You know, it needs that whole, and I think if you're aware of that, then at the end of the day, you've got to love it. Because if you don't love it, you won't make a success of it as much. You know, I you know, I, I know in, in the corporate world, I think it's a lot easier to work for an organization and not enjoy your job particularly. But at the end of the day, you get a pay packet. When you work for yourself, it, what you put in, you will get out. And, you know, like I say, you know, you will have bad stock, but it's not the end of the world. You know, focus on the good. And I think as soon as you can get over that and learn that, you know, you will, you know, that will pay off dividends really. Um, I
0: think, like you say, that you're obviously you have a quite a tough skin. So it's not to let, to yeah, drive, not to let those. Kind of things get to you and ruin your whole day or your Yeah, home. absolutely. Yeah,
1: and don't get me wrong, it does. You know, I always say I'm like I'm like a lion. Like I'm out, on the outside, I'm I'm you know you're tough, but on the inside, you're a bit more of a putty cat. But actually, so long as you choose when to be like that, you know, and I'm like, come on, pick yourself back up. You know, pull your socks up. It's that whole phrase, you know, fall down eight, you know, fall down yeah. seven on the back of eight or whatever it is. But yeah, you need to keep your mind strong, and you it's your belief at the end of the day. If you don't believe in it you know you're going to struggle to make it work and yeah that's what I say keep your mind strong but keep your belief stronger
0: and there's been quite a few small I've seen quite on Instagram quite a a lot of small businesses that closed throughout 2023 and that you know that either it wasn't profitable or or anything like that for them you start did you start fairly lean or like do you keep your costs down quite low like how lean are you as a business I'm a lot leaner
1: now than I ever was. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, right from the off. God, I was frivolous with money, ridiculously so. Had I looked at my numbers in the first instance, I probably shouldn't have. Everybody told me not to take on that second shop when I was uh, pre-COVID and literally everyone. And I mean, I had two young children, but yeah, I'm a risk taker and I you know, plowed a lot of money into that. But equally, I learned a lot because in my the, in my heart of hearts, right at the beginning when I had the first shot, I always wanted a second shot where it was- Do you think,
0: was that a bit of an ego thing? Do you think? No, well, I don't think it was. I think
1: it was probably, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it was an ego thing. In my head I was like, oh, I, if I can do this and get that working, you know, I can take that to that area because I think those people would really love it. And then I could do fashion shows there and we'll create that really great community. And and I think for me, it's always been about the community and like making women smile, you know, like for me that there's nothing better than, and that's what gets me. That's the pull that gets me. When I am in the studio now and a woman walks in and she's like, I feel this and feel that, and nothing suits me, nothing, but you know, you know the drill. And then they're like, oh, my God, I never thought those jeans would fit me. Or, oh, my God, you know, and they walk out with a spring in the step and they feel good about themselves. And I'm like, that's what it's about. It's about about, about empowering the woman. So for me, it still comes down to that. And when it doesn't work, I'm like, you you know, when you have a bad day and you're like, oh, God, I'm going to get rid of the business and it's too hard and ugh. And then I think, oh, but all those ladies, you know, and, and I owe it to them to make this work and buy the right stock. And I've definitely been in the past, especially, I mean, I don't blame, you know, I'm always a strong believer in the whole working mum, but it is tough and it's not easy. And especially when you've got your own business, you've got a third child to look after or however many you've got. And it is another person. And sometimes I think as much as I'd want to give that up, I'm like, no, I owe it to them to buy the right stock. So I think for me, leaner I'm definitely leaner I saw that as a negative for quite for quite a while I think because I started out with no choice but to have staff I felt like that was a success to have staff for me was equal success because I was paying someone else but then when you look at it and you're like frustrated that they're not doing I always say I always want my staff to be better than me that to me is the pinnacle that's the dream doesn't always mean that it's going to be that way And therefore, the stuff that sometimes I've had, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to be in there doing it. I want to be, you know, they're missing out on that or they're not doing this or et cetera. And then actually in the end, I was like, well, actually it's better if I do it. No one can do it better than yourselves. And I think sometimes most business owners are at fault of that. They're at fault of doing it all. I think I started on the reverse and actually now I'm like, no, actually I can do that. It's not a bad thing that you know, I'm
0: doing it. So so explain your business model as it is the most. So it's not it's an online business and you have a studio in the premises in your home and you do the fashion events to kind of generate word of mouth and and the lives and all that. And will you do pop-ups in the future? Do you think? Is that part of your plan? No, probably not.
1: I think my fashion shows essentially are a pop-up they because I do cart the whole shop there nearly.
0: Okay, so you sell from there as well.
1: Yeah. So fashion shows essentially are Mm -hmm. and I did a few towards the end, the back end of this year, last year. Uh, But yeah, last year I, I did a few which were really, really successful. And I think that's it. I think sometimes, and they were smaller, so they were smaller, but they were way more profitable. And I think that's what's opened my eyes is that it doesn't need to be, big doesn't necessarily mean better. And I think it's the quality. So, and it's just how it's executed. So for me, I always was like, I need 200 people. You know, I've done fashion shows where there's like 250 people, but then I've done them where they're 50 and they're more profitable. And that just shows that it's, but that's getting to know your customer and getting to know the model that works, what works. I
0: like to say, it's still a lot of trial and error. Every business is is testing what works. So what does the next year ahead hold for you? What would you like the next year to look like?
1: oh grow more grow eyes on the find obviously that will always be my thing but it 100% will will be I want to be what my customers are looking for and to become known for my best sellers I think I've always said that I've always said quite a lot of things but the are key things in my head that if you get bored of selling something it means you're selling it well and that's kind of what I want to become known for I want those best sellers that are like the find equals that and yeah, create a deeper offering, not just a wider offering, because to me that shows more of a successful business.
0: Yeah, you know, so growing customers, but also offering more choice to yeah. your existing. Well, I think
1: and deeper, because I think, because it's such a fast-paced, you know, I, it's a weekly drop, so it's a fast-paced fashion, and I think it's often you've what you've had in the previous week gets neglected because you're always on the new, you're always on the new. But that said, I've always got my best sellers, and I think it'd be nice to have – deeper amount of stock which to me would mean that I'm growing then and and also have a bit more of a diverse I want to get my mum on my website she's loved a lot by and I was always I always shied away from that but now it's like well she offers a different you know shape size age, different demographic and that I wanted that I would sort of extend that a little bit more Um, so next where can people
0: find the find
1: find we can find the find um on instagram which annoyingly is now just find boo b-o-u and then on facebook and tiktok and pinterest it's the find boo b o u, and then obviously on the website thefindboutique.co.uk
0: fantastic well thank you very much for being a great guest thank you for having me and i will be back again next week with another great guest Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. If you've enjoyed today, I would love for you to leave a review and I will see you again next week. If you'd like to hear more from me, your host, Nicole Higgins, you can follow me on Instagram at the Retail Coach. check out my website, www.TheBuyandRetailCoach.com or find me on LinkedIn. All the links are below in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter, This Step, for lots of helpful tips and advice.